Hey, Dinks! Welcome to Dennis in the Know. This is your backstage pass for current trends, politics, and education in the dental world. I'm Dr. Jeff Horowitz. With me is Dr. Jennifer Bell. You know her as JB and Dr. Chad Duplantis. We are all practicing dentists, we are all educators, and we are all business owners. Our job is to bring all of you in the know. Well, good evening, everybody. It's Hump Day Happy Hour. Glad to have you here. Excited about our guest tonight. I'm Chad Duplantis. In just a few minutes, I'm going to introduce you to my co-host for the night, Dr. Jennifer Bell. Jeff Horowitz is not with us tonight because he's traveling to a conference. He is going to the Piper Study Club in Asheville, North Carolina, where he can brush up on his occlusion skills because, you know, that's just kind of the way that he lives and the world he lives in. So we're very happy for him that he's expanding his occlusal knowledge. But before we get started tonight, I just wanted to share with you all, we're doing something that we've never done before. Um, If you look through our posts, there's a post pinned at the top, and we are, through our great educational partners and friends at Shofu, able to give away a brand new Shofu iCam, which is a great intraoral camera at a great price point. But the, the way that you get entered to receive the or potentially receive the free ICAM is to like the post that's on our Facebook page, invite at least one friend. That's another entry. Send a DM to Jennifer Bell that you've invited friends and maybe one's joined. And that is another entry. And there's an opportunity to get four total entries for the Shofu ICAM. So Be sure to enter that drawing. We would love to have you do so. We can't wait to give that away. Uh, Other exciting news from another one of our educational partners is that we still have an ongoing offer with Q-Optics, great ergonomic loops. Um, Be sure to look into Q-Optics. I believe it's $200 off of a light kit, $100 off of the loops, which are fantastic. Hopefully JB got hers recently, but they're the best loops that I've ever worn. We still have a great opportunity with another educational partner, which is DocSites. They have a discount on their their website uh, for your practice. And then finally, we have a great opportunity with Dentist Job Connect that helps connect dentists with potential job opportunities throughout the United States and beyond. If you have any questions about any of our educational partners, please feel free to DM myself, Jennifer, or Jeff. And without further ado... Welcome, and here is JB. Hi, friend. Hey, what's How's up? How's it going? It's going good. How are you? I'm good. So our guest, we're super excited about it. He has made the rounds on social media lately. Uh, we're really excited to have Lynn with us. I've known Lynn for a few years now. We got to spend a little time together about a year ago this weekend in Miami at the uh, Smiles at Sea land event. Super intelligent guy. Um, graduated from Tufts Dental School. I just found out in 1999. So that makes him, you know, just a little bit older than me because I graduated in 1999 too, but I was a child prodigy. Um, he has been working feverishly on reputation management for the past several years. And he is only practicing two days a week in Philly right now, but 
I'll let you fill in the blanks, Lynn. Tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into reputation management. Well, uh, thanks for having me, guys. I'm excited to uh, to join you. Um, so I uh, graduated Tufts in 99, ended up in uh, the Philadelphia area, th- thinking I would go back to New York. It never happened. Um, I ended up in uh, in Philadelphia and stayed. Uh, met a woman and, uh, and then two women, actually. <laughs> so, so I'm divorced once. Um and um, established myself in a practice in, in 2007. The dentist had unfortunately um, committed suicide. Oh my gosh. And uh, bought the practice. I always say their, their misfortune was my fortune. Bought an amazing fee-for-service practice, exactly what I was looking at. Um, great team, great set of patients. Um, but I was, I bought the building, I gutted the building, um, redid it, I re- rebranded, um, but I was $18,000 a, a month in debt. That was my nut every single month. And um, I needed to figure out how to market my practice. And I did. I did it myself. So I'm self-taught. Um, I, I really exploded my practice in, in 2008, 9, and 10. And I uh, started to be asked to speak um, around around Philadelphia, really, at that point. And um, during one of my sessions, I, um, I was asked to do some consulting. Uh, from one of the, the attendees had called me on the phone during my session <laughs> and my phone ringing. I'm like, who's calling me? And um, I was like, I'm not interest, interested in doing any consulting. I, I'm, I'm a dentist. I need to pay off my debt. That's what my main focus was. And uh, I started to speak. I actually spoke for Invisalign. I was an Invisalign faculty member for a number of years. And um, I was speaking in, in New York. Another office asked me to consult. I'm like, something's happening here. Let's figure this out. And I started doing consulting, marketing consulting with, with dentists and their teams. But I didn't, I didn't love the consulting model that I had, and um, I needed another way to make some money. So I realized how important reviews were to my practice in driving new patients to it. Um, and honestly, there wasn't really very many softwares back there that did that. So I created my own. I, uh, I created a platform called iSocial Reviews um, in 2013. It launched at Yankee Dental. I remember calling the people at Yankee Dental and saying, um, I need the cheapest space you have. It could be in the very back remnant space, you know, where the flea market is just stick me in the space. Um, Cause I was, I was just like a little startup and um, went to the show and nine people signed up for the software. And I was like, Oh, we got something good here. Then we went to Chicago. We went to AACD. Uh, there was a third show I went to. And in, after a year and a half, I had 180 dentists buy the software and bird. Eye came calling to me. They wanted to grow bigger in dental. I really wanted to sell a product rather than engineer a product. And they acquired me in 2014, September of 2014. So I've been with them eight years now. People think I, run, I own the company. I do not. I wish I did. <laughs> just raised, we just raised $60 million on a Series C round about a month ago. Um, I have stock in the company. Um, so when that goes public, you know, I'll have a nice windfall. But um, um, that's how I got into the space. I've been teaching dentists online reviews and, and marketing really for, for 12 years. Now I've done over, I think I just did my 497th presentation. I have my 498th um, on Friday in Chicago. And uh, it's, you know, people know me in the industry as the, the, the guy who helps reviews. I get emails every single day. It's pretty amazing. I look back and it's hard to believe. So that's kind of where I got it from and where we stand now. Sold my practice in October of, of last year. I, uh, I relocated to Florida the year before. So I live in Florida now, but still commute, as you mentioned, up to the office twice a week, uh, Mondays and Tuesdays. And then I will, I'm already planned. My, it's already set up to stop at the end of 2022. 
Well, I wasn't going to mention that, but congratulations to you because it's very obvious that you've found your passion and, and, Mm -hmm. you know, you're, you're able to pursue it. So I think, um, you know, one of our good friends is uh, Laura Brenner Studholm. Do you know Laura? I know Laura. Yeah, we went to Tulane together. Yeah, you need to. You need to. Sh- you went to Tulane with as well. Yeah, I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah. I had no idea you went to Tulane. Well, anyways, you, you need to share that story on on Laura's Dennis Side Gigs site because there's so many people. Uh, there's a lot of people that just don't know how to pursue their passion, and I think that you could you could probably help a lot of people. Um, in regards to to online reviews, I, I have a question, and I want to ask you this. Um, you know, a it's a two part question. Why is it important? And B, well, let's make it a three part question. Is there a better place to have reviews for your practice? And C, is there a place that you don't really want reviews for your practice? <laughs> That's a good question. So, why is online reputation so important? It's because we are now a reputation society. Mm-hmm. Everything we do. We're looking online for reviews. You go to Amazon, you're looking at the reviews before you, before you buy the product. If you're going to a restaurant, you're usually going to Yelp in most cases. Um, you're going on a trip, you're going to TripAdvisor. You will go to the movies, you're going to Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, that's we are a reputation society. Whether you look at reviews or not, I guarantee your patients are. And here's the thing. You could be the best dentist in your town. I mean, and you can be great with your hands and have a great reputation, but it's not online. And you're only as good as Google says you are. So when people refer to you, what do they do? They go online and read the reviews from other people. And if you don't have great reviews, people aren't going to come in. And they don't call you up and say, you suck online. They don't tell you that. Yeah. They just don't call the office. So you really don't know what you're, what, what's walking out of your, you know, or not walking away from the office without you actually um, knowing it. you have no clue. So that is why it's really important to put your best forward, best foot forward online and no matter where you are, look, I, I literally just spoke to a dentist who was the only dentist in their town for like literally an hour. There's no other dentist. And he signed up because he knew how important reputation was because people will drive an hour to somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So you're only as good as your reputation or Google says you, you are and you need the reviews. That's why it's really important. OK. And studies show that patients are looking at reviews all the time. You know, 81 percent are looking at Google. So where do you want your reviews? Part two. Where do you want you want them on Google? I mean, Google and somewhat Facebook, every other site, it, used, it was a survival of the fittest. If you go back to my seminars that I gave in, in 2010, 11, and 12, you'll see I was talking about City Search, Insider Pages, Judy's Book, Angie's List. None of these sites really exist anymore. If they do, they're this big. So Google survived everything. If you're in a town like, or a, like a state like Los Angeles or California, you're in Chicago, Miami, New York, Dallas. Um, sometimes Charlotte, not Philadelphia, though, you may want to get some Yelp reviews here and there and Facebook. I mean, those are the big three health grades, much, much lesser extent. And if you're in uh, Canada, rate MDs, rate MDs is the other site, but that's, that's kind of the main ones. I wouldn't really worry about anything else. And, and where do you not want to get reviews? Uh, better business bureau. I don't think is a, you know, especially if they're negative, that's it. You know, everybody says, well, I got this better business bureau review. Like, well, nobody goes there anyway for dentists, yeah. in my opinion. Um, and you don't want bad reviews. You want to put your best foot forward. So, you know, when you when, when someone Googles your name and do it yourself now, click on your reviews in Google and it says which is the most relevant review. Google makes that decision. And you don't want that to be negative because that's the first thing people are looking at. You know, you can go to newest, you know, lowest, um, highest. But when you go to re- most relevant, you should have your best foot forward there. 
You know, it's funny that you say that. I got uh, a couple yesterday that came in, a brand new couple that moved here from California, um, which seems to be a trend lately. Um, but anyhow, they came in and they were like, you had fantastic reviews. How, how could we not come here? And, and I just, it, it was really nice to hear because, you know, in an open operatory system, I'm sitting in the next operatory and I could hear them bringing this new patient back and everything the assistant to her said to her, she'd go, that's just like the review. That's just like the review. Thank you so much. Y'all are so kind. You're so great. I mean, it was really, really great to have that affirmation, you know, but um, she was really appreciative. But one of the things that I've found, and I don't know if other people are finding this either, is that with the increased Google presence, with the increased Google reviews, I'm finding that we're not only getting an influx of new patients, but we're also getting an influx of no-shows from this as well. I think I, I, I question the quality that we're, we're getting from, from Google. I mean, I would say that 65% of them are great. 35% of them will call. They found us off reviews but they're kind of shopping. They're going to find the person that can get them in the soonest based upon reviews. And, and that's a little bit concerning to me, but all in all, I would say reviews have been a huge blessing to our practice. So do you hear that from other dentists about the quality? Yeah, no, hundred percent. So, and, and every single day in the office, I'm, I'm the one who asks when, when I'm seeing the patient, how they found out about us. And it's usually always online or reviews or from a referral um, and I, when I say reviews, I smile and they ask me why I'm smiling and I explain to them what I do. So all the patients know I'm involved in the space, but, um, you know, it, it's so important because that's how you drive patients to your practice. But I, you know, there's a couple of good things about online marketing. Number one is you're usually doing it for those fee for service patients because most patients who have insurance are going to their network books and picking yep. a dentist by that. Okay. Yep. Uh, number one reason why is they take my insurance. That's why patients right. pick a dentist. Number two is convenience. Okay, how, how close they are or how convenient they are to the office. And number three is reviews. That's kind of the th- top three when it comes to that. And, um, you know, when we are talking to patients and they say, hey, I, you know, I, I'm out of network or you're out of network, but I come in because reviews, those are very valuable patients to a practice. Okay. Now, when it comes to these no shows, that's just a get, uh, like an offshoot of online marketing because they are price shopping, a lot of them. And if someone's asking me for a price on the phone, and I answer the phone a lot in the office, it just if I'm not busy, I'll pick it up. And um, I, I'm very honest with patients. And if they're price shopping, I say, look, this isn't the office for you. We're, we're not cheap. And, and I eliminate a lot of that stuff. And just like, um, I'm, I'm sure you've heard of a company called LocalMed. Yeah. LocalMed does online bookings, um, and they should schedule the appointments. And a lot of the, some of the complaints are patients don't show. Mm-hmm. And I say, to the office that, that say that I say, this is how we handle it. When someone makes an appointment online, we call them immediately, like literally when the appointment's made. Hey, Jeff, apparently it's come to our attention that you and I suck at the news. Yeah, Chad, um, I, I've actually kind of known that for a while. And, and that's why what we've had to do is give people more of what they really deserve, which is more JB. So we actually have a segment now called News on the Go with Dennis in the Know. In fact, I like the idea of JB's News on the Go with Dennis in the Know. So stay tuned for that. It's its own podcast. I'm really excited about it. And guess what? There's no Chad and Jeff. If they don't answer the phone, we leave a message saying they need to call us back immediately um, to, to confirm the appointment. And once we get them on the phone, if they don't fill out our new patient forms, which are available to un- by email to them, if it's not filled out, their appointment's canceled. 
that's how we're eliminating a lot of these potential patients from no-showing and screwing up the schedule uh, because there are going to be no-shows because you're doing online marketing. That's, that's unfortunately the way of the world. Absolutely. So how do you, what's the current wisdom? It's kind of gone back and forth. Negative reviews will happen. I mean, that is the reality. Um, and, and often it stems from either miscommunication or, or different perceptions of, of how encounters have occurred. Um, what's the current wisdom for practices if they have a review that's less than favorable? I mean, even it could be a three star or two star. It doesn't have to be a you know, total tank on the review. That would still be something that you would think, gosh, how did we miss the mark on that one? Um, is it to respond? Is it not to respond? For a while, it was you get a negative review, don't say anything because you can't change it. And it just becomes kind of argumentative. I think that's changed, but I want to confirm that. Um, and then my only other experience with that is when someone's really pissed off, it's like the scorched earth mentality. And they'll review you on anything that they can find that has your name on it. So like you say, well, you know, in my town, a Yelp review doesn't matter, but my Yelp review sucks because this one person got pissed and torched my name on the internet, period. Um, and so what's the what's the wisdom then for how do you recuperate? Because I don't want to focus energy on building a Yelp yeah. improvement. Yeah, 100% so. So I'll answer that second question first. Okay. You know, if, you, if you're in a town that's not, you know, not very popular with Yelp, and you're in North Carolina somewhere. I don't know what town yeah. you're in, um, but um, you know most of North Carolina is is not a Yelp town. And the problem is, if you try, let's say you said I want to get Yelp reviews, the problem is that there's not Yelpers in your town who are patients of yours to leave reviews that stay on Yelp. Right. They have to be right. recommended. They have to be a, a recommended reviewer. They're they're going to come down. So that would be a complete waste of time and energy. If you're in California, there's plenty of Yelpers. You'd be have an easier opportunity to do that. So that's, that's number one. I think it's very, 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 yeah. very, you know, location cons- um, uh, persistent here. You have to have locations that are Yelp dependent in order to make that worth your time. You're in Dallas, Chad. So for you, um, it may be more important there and maybe easier to get Yelp reviews, but not in North Carolina. Yeah. So that's the first thing. The second thing, when it comes to bad reviews, you know, I always say, you know, relax, take a deep breath um, and hold it for 20 minutes because you don't want to actually be angry when you respond. Correct. So the the biggest suggestion I get, the best defense against a bad review is generating more reviews. It's overwhelming yeah. with a positive. That's the most important thing you can do for your office. Okay. And a lot of times you'll see when someone gets a bad review and they're not using a service, they're just doing things on their own. You'll see like 10 or 12 reviews the next day because they're, they're asking every patient. That's the response we have. And that's good. Okay. But if you get another bad review about the same thing, you haven't fixed what they bought the, the wrote the bad review about. Okay? Right. Um, now, when it comes to responding to it, um, I will tell you, I had a recent experience. So I, um, I'm going to Cabo San Lucas in a couple weeks, actually next week, sorry, for a few days for a president's club for Bird Eye. My password had expired. And I obviously knew I couldn't go without a password passport. So I used a company called RushMyPassport.com, which is done through Federal Express. And I got my password back in two and a half weeks. I couldn't believe it. Wow. And they, and they sent me a review request and I literally sat down and wrote this really glowing review about the service because I was super impressed. It cost me more money. It was partially my fault that I forgot my license, my uh, password was expiring. But I know I couldn't go if I didn't have my passport. So I wrote the review and within five minutes, I got a personal response back. And, you know, just doing that made me feel 
I don't want to say special, but made me feel really good that they read the review and re- they responded. Yeah. So I kind of have a different opinion now because I thought responding to all reviews, um, unless you can come up with a different response, would just look stupid online. And there's no no real, you know, look, if you want to respond, in, in the past I would say, if someone writes a review about dental implants, okay, you can say in the response, our office loves doing dental implants, thanks so much. And yeah. having a review that says dental implants and having the response that says dental implants is a double keyword. And that's really good for SEO purposes. Yeah. So that's why I would say to respond to those. But I felt so good that I've changed my mind in some of these things. And I think that we should be responding to all positive reviews whenever possible. That's funny that you bring that up because I had a positive review last night and he just posted five stars. And I just wrote, thanks for the review. We really appreciate you as a patient. And he's like, well, on second thought. And then he wrote this. Yeah. Like he came back then and wrote, now that I've had time to sort of gather my thoughts and he wrote a really nice verbal review in addition to the five star, which was really nice to have as well. So I think your point is very valid that sort of, it's almost like a chat feature. You're engaging with someone because a lot of these people, you know, and and they become family members and, you know, like you're, you're almost sort of having this uh, ongoing chat with your online community and, and validating hundred percent. So now on the negative side, responding to a negative review, I would say you have to be very careful. Okay. Yeah. One is because most of the time, whatever you say is going to violate HIPAA. Okay. And there's Correct. been dentists who have now been fined up to $50,000 for violating HIPAA. So you have to be very careful. That just came out of the news not too long ago. You have to be extremely careful how you respond to a review. Um, you can't, according to HIPAA, you cannot even acknowledge that they're a patient. So it's very difficult to respond to a negative review if you do that without violating it. Um, but if you do respond to a negative review online, you want to say you're sorry. Okay. Always say you're sorry, even if you're not. A lot of times you're not sorry, but <laughs> right. you, definitely, you definitely need to say that because the most important thing you have to understand is when you respond to a negative review, you're not responding to the person who wrote the review. You're responding to the people that are reading the review in the future yeah. to, to show that you are actually aware of it and taking care of it. Yeah. So that's another, a thing that I would I would urge people to, but you don't want to respond when you're angry. And if you respond, again, you just got to be careful because if you don't know you don't want to poke the bear, as I like to say. So if you're not sure if the patient's nuts, don't respond. Because if it's a nutty patient, they will go nuts on you. And I've showed examples during my seminars where it's like one line that says, you know, that was the worst experience I had in a dentist. That's what the review said. And they didn't say anything. They just wrote that yeah. experience. And they responded. And I, after I told them not to, and then there was literally like, it was a, na- a, a novel of, of problems after that because they re-responded to that review. So I, I just, unless you know that it's not a problem, or it can't be a problem, I would not respond online. I take it offline. So yeah. I actually reach out to the patients. I fix whatever issue that it is. I apologize. Again, I, I send them a text message. I email them. Whatever I have to do, I do it off offline, not, not in a public forum. And a lot of times after I fix the issue, they've taken the review down or they made it a five-star review because I address their concerns. And I've been teaching this to the, you know, I've been preaching this to the choir forever and ever. So you know, I would tell you that that's the way I handle these these negative reviews with with caution. And if you think there's going to be a problem, don't do it because there will be a problem. I'm obviously not as well versed as you, but when I was a little kid, we had this poodle. And every time she would do something bad, my dad would say, Susie, go to your room. And as the dog was walking off to her room, she'd turn around and just get one last bark in. And, <laughs> and I always tell people when I'm lecturing and I'm talking about reviews, I'm like, don't be the barking poodle. Just, you know, 
Don't try and get the last word in. And it cracks me up because you'll see people on social media that'll post their bad review and then they'll post the chain of them between them and the patient. I'm just sitting there going, oh my gosh. And it's like, did you feel better when you finally dropped the mic? Because you know what? You just made yourself look like a fool online. And now it's branded for all of Google to see. And, and so it just really, it drives me nuts. And I love that taking it offline because like you, Lynn, if somebody has a problem in my office, I will personally pick up the phone and call them and say, what can I do to make this right? Not what do I have to do, but what can I do yeah, to I make do. this right? And let's make sure that it's reasonable. But, you know, that's that's always just own it. You know, it, the customer, unfortunately, is is always right. And and I've always had that mentality. And I just kind of kind of, you know, I mean, even though we know sometimes they're not, I just I I, I will put my tail between my legs and call them and try and make it right. So I love that. And um, I did have a bad review one time. And what's funny is it was from a friend of mine and he got a bill in the mail. This is crazy. He gets a bill in the mail and it's a Sunday evening and he goes online and just blasts us. You know, I had da, 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 da. They didn't even file it with the insurance. And, and I said, and, and I, I just texted him. I said, dude, dude, what are you doing? The bill went out by mistake. Just give it a day or so. And it turns out, the next morning we had his insurance payment and he had a $9 credit. And I said, you have a $9 credit. Would you like to come pick up the check? No, just apply it towards my next visit. I said, okay. I go, what are you going to do about the review? Oh yeah, I guess I should change that. You know, but it's like, I think you should find a new dentist, you know? And then he puts this great review up there just, and, and, and says, you know, it, it was, it was hilarious. It just, it just all, it all worked out, but you know, I love taking it offline and I, I don't have a problem with that either. So, and I always and say, I, and I see you respond so many times when somebody says something about a negative review and they're like tempted to respond or this is my response. And you're like, no, no, definitely not. Yeah. And I always say that you're, you haven't been a dentist long enough if you haven't got a bad review. Okay. Yeah. So when people message me, I got my first bad review. I'm like, congratulations, you're officially a dentist. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just like you haven't done enough endo if you haven't broken a file on a tooth. You know, that's kind of what they say. So um, look. what's the psychology though? Around, I think you bring up a really good point because I remember my first bad review and it, it, there is a psychological process that has to happen during that. Um, it, mine wasn't anger in that particular scenario, but um, I, I do think that there is mentoring and coaching folks through those processes because while I respect and, and validate the value of the review, I don't want to be hostage to the review. Like I want to continue to run our business in a sound standard of care, appreciative, customer-driven way. And being held hostage to those reviews sometimes gets in your head so much that you maybe compromise your decision-making paradigms. And so do you, do you, how do you coach dentists through those negative review processes and, and then moving forward, how to recognize and appreciate its value in your marketing plan while it not holding you kind of captive or hostage. Well, I think that's a really good question because, you know, I am not, I'm not, uh, even though I talk about negative reviews and I, I, um, it's my business, I am not immune to getting bad reviews. So I have over 1500 reviews about my, myself and my office online and we have uh, 91 negative reviews. I mean, so I certainly have negative reviews. Usually it's my mouth 
that gets me in problem. I'm a New Yorker practicing in Philadelphia. So I, I, I'm very direct, no matter what. I'm a yeah. very direct person. Um, it's, I'm a fee-for-service practice. I want to be paid. So I'm going to get my money. Um, and that's, I've never gotten a better view about my actual dentistry. Correct. Right? Okay. It, it's normally someone at the front desk. It's money or, and we don't even run late. So it's not about me running late. So yeah. that's what most people write a bad review about. And, and when we get a bad review, I sit down with my team and we discuss the bad review. And we say, what could we have done better or what could we change to avoid this in the future? So we make changes based on what, what happens in our office. That's because we have a reputation culture. And I know how important re- reputation marketing is. And I, I know you in the beginning, you called it reputation management. I like to term reputation marketing better because it's generating five-star reviews and using it to attract more new patients. So I think that's a big thing is to recognize where the issue is, fix the problem. I literally got a message from a dentist in Butler, Pennsylvania, and uh, which I didn't even know where it was. Okay. But uh, she had, she ends up having five reviews total, three stars. And she got a really scathing review saying that she drilled too deep. She caused all these problems. And she literally wrote me that this may be the end of my career. And I was like, come again. Are you joking? And if end of your career. I'm like, no, then nobody's going to lose their, their business over one bad review. And she literally did not even want me to post it on the Facebook group because she was so depressed. And this was from a, one month ago. And she said she'd be, she's been depressed for one month over this one bad review. If you have the attitude, get out of business. You cannot be in business and, and have that attitude, in my opinion. It's literally relax, take a deep breath and move on with life. I always say a bad review may spoil your breakfast, but you shouldn't allow it to spoil your lunch. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, go on and move on with life. If that's going to take you down, you've got some issues. And I hate to say that, but that's the truth. So, uh, but that's it. I would literally sit down with the team, learn from the mistakes, fix the mistakes. I don't think many offices are truly getting fake reviews, as I mentioned to you before we started. I think they're patients who have aliases because they don't want to be, they want to be anonymous online and you can't be anonymous with Google. So they create a fake profile and put a bad review up. So I only time I've ever gotten a fake review was because I put a bad review up for a business that I was having a problem with. And then they posted in my business the next day. So that's the only time I've ever gotten a bad review. Everything else is a legit. Now they're not, they tell lies in the review. I mean, somebody wrote a Yelp review about me and said that I told them they needed fillings replaced because they would ca- they can cause their children to be born with disabilities. Like, like I would never say that to somebody. So I, I mean, it, it's, it, that's the way I would handle it. I mean, I would just, I coach teams to, to learn from the mistakes. Don't make it, public as, as little as possible. Make it. So when you say that though, I mean, you could recognize the idiocy of the comment that you never said like, what, what how do you, I'm, I'm genuinely asking as the dentist who coaches my team, how do you coach a team through a negative review that you know, isn't accurate? That Well, you, so usually in a negative review, there's some truth to it. The whole thing's not going to be truthful. A lot of times there's going to be some embellishment. If it's truly didn't happen, you can't coach them. Okay. Yeah. A, you just say, Hey guys, you got this bad review. Hey, look, can you believe none of this? It's a lie. None of this happened. You just move on. Yeah. If they say, look, and here's the thing. I, I'll tell you a story. I tell at my seminars. I got a, a call from a dentist, New Yorker. He calls me up and says, Lana, I have a problem. I'm like, what, what's going on? I speak to everybody. I get so many messages, but I will talk to everybody on the phone. That's just what I do. That's my personality. I got him on the phone and he says, Lana, I have a problem. Um, I have 38, 39 reviews, 25 bad. Yeah, two okay, point okay, something okay. stars. It was bad. Okay. Wow. And all the bad reviews were about the person at the front desk. Hey, Dinks. If you like what you're hearing, you know what would be really cool? 
It'd be really cool if you joined our Facebook group, Dennis in the Know, or if you subscribe to our YouTube channel, Dentist in the Know. We'd love to have you join both groups and listen to us as much as your heart desires. Thanks for listening in. And I said, you know what you need to do then? You need to fire her. Because yeah. you know, she goes, that's the problem. She's my wife. Oh. And, and, and I said, then you need to divorce her as a joke. And you hung up on me. But the point was, as I looked him up recently, he has 75 reviews now, but 46 of them are, are bad about the person at the front desk. So they've never learned from the mistakes that are being made in the office. Yeah. You know, at least I learned, you know, look, people don't know me what I was like 15 years ago when I bought my practice. I didn't listen. I was, I was such a fat, not that I don't talk fast now, but I was such a fast talker back then. So I've, I've actually taken coaching classes to become a better leader and a better listener. I took listening coaching, actually. So, and now I teach it. So it's just interesting um, that I've learned from it. I've become a better leader and a better business owner. If you can't do that, then don't be a dentist. Don't get into the review game because your ego is going to be hurt too much, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I, love, I love everything that, that you've said. Um, I want to uh, close. I, I appreciate your time, but I want to you know, close by, A, thanking you for being here. But how do people get in touch with you, Lynn? And, you know, besides, obviously you have raving patients, the Facebook group, uh, other ways to get in touch with you. Well, I have the Raving Patients Facebook group. I have Raving Patients podcast. Um, I have a website, drlentau.com, D-R-L-E-N-T-A-U.com. You can find me on social. I'm extremely active. Um, I'm traveling all over the country. If you're at a meeting, come say hi. Um, I'll give you my cell phone. I, people text me or call me all the time on my cell phone. I'm, it's, it's probably listed all over the internet anyway. So it's, it's 215-292-2100 is my cell phone. And you can call or text or email me. And um, I am happy to discuss things, help out any way I can, because that's what I do. You know, um, you're honestly our first guest to give their cell phone number on here. I, I can't tell you how much that means to us. Um, would everybody please send Lynn a text? That's okay. Right the ADA now. had already sent it out yesterday. So, it's fine, yeah, Lynn. Don't worry was, about it. That was. You awesome. want my credit card too? Because the ADA. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> My, my, what's funny, hold on. One, my security code on my, on my, one of the cards I use is 867. Okay. And I usually go 8675309. Right. Oh, look yeah. like, they, don't, they don't know what that is. And then no? I gave, I gave, no, I gave it to, a, I gave it to a woman and, and she said, um, what's that? I'm like, do you not know Tommy Two-Tone? She didn't know. I said, look it up. Look, <laughs> look it up. So I, that's how I, that's how I'll never forget that security code because of that song. You should go to our group because someone posted this week. It's an old meme. I've seen it before, but it's the guy from Tiger King and he has the three teeth and it says eight, six, you know, and it goes, and then the three are the. That's that, that, that was honestly one of my favorite songs back in the day. And it's our, a great song. our exchange in Plano, Texas, our, our was eight, six, seven. And I was just praying that we ended up with five, three Oh nine. Um, but I, I want to tell you all this as, as we close. This is really funny, especially with the summer upon us. Jennifer, your your son would enjoy this at his age. Lynn, how old is your son? He's 15. Okay, he would enjoy this. My kids are 16 and 19, and we've done this for the past few years. If you're on a road trip, no matter how long, have a bet in the car as you're driving by and have everybody call out the reviews as you pass restaurants along the way. 
and call out what you think that their Google rating is going to be. It will be hours of endless entertainment, especially as we drive to Florida through Louisiana and Mississippi. The kids have a blast and we just play the whole time. And I mean, it's amazing how many times we nail it just based upon the signage, the cleanliness of the parking lot and whatnot, just driving by. So just food for thought as the summer comes along, play the review game in the car and you can play. I've never seen Ben get so tickled when we were driving by this Taco Bell KFC combo, debating whether or not we would stop. And he started reading the reviews and, and I'll give it to some reviewers. They're really funny. Like they spend a lot of time. They're, they're almost authors in their own right, crafting these reviews and Ben couldn't breathe. He was laughing so hard at this guy's review of the Taco Bell KFC experience he had. And it went for paragraphs. So I get that. That that would be, that's a fun game. It's a lot of fun. And um, I want to say that uh, I I did a little drawing. Um, We got a couple of comments, but we did have several people that were in and out tonight. And Nicole Lacan won won a uh, copy of Lynn's book. Yeah, Nicole. Yeah, so Nicole, if you could just uh, if you could just uh, DM myself or Lynn, we'll get y'all in touch. And uh, Lynn, we'll be in touch. We'll see each other soon. I appreciate you being on. And uh, JB, you want to close us out? Sure. I appreciate having you guys. Hey, oh, you thanks bet. so Thank much. You. Did you guys see my Instagram story today of the two no. of you? Maybe I don't know. You should look. I was working. <laughs> Do it, Larry, real quick. I want to check right now. By the way, if you want a really funny way to, to read some things, go onto Amazon and look up Haribo Gummy Bears Sugar Free and read the reviews that. That it will be the funniest thing. Jen, what's your uh, Instagram handle? Well, go That'll to Dennis in, Dennis in the Know. Oh, it's Dennis in the Know. Okay. Yeah. okay. I, I, I appreciate that. There you go. That's hilarious. Did you turn it up. Turn the music up. All right. Let me see. Dentists in the Know. All right. Got it. Let's see. Here we go. Story. Oh, yeah, there you go. Oh, oh yeah, I see that. There you go. I didn't notice that. There you go. That's cool. I didn't it miss that. It entertained me today at work. I, I, I missed that. that. That was good. I like that. I like that. So thank you for having me. I had to cut the right clip of that song because it's very much not about two friends getting together. And so I didn't uh, want it to make it. Yeah, well, I, 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 I certainly appreciate that, JB. And, and it's always good to see Lynn. And hey, thanks, man. Thank you for having me. I'm sure we'll see each other soon. You bet. Right, JB, close us out. Good night, everybody. Thank you. And that wraps up another podcast for Dennis in the Know. On behalf of Dr. Jennifer Bell, Dr. Chad Duplantis, and myself, Remember that we've got a great profession, so let's make it a great day, dinks.